Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Elon Musk seems to be screwing around enough with Twitter to make a lot of people angry. I don't know. People are angry about everything. People are, are they're, they're, they're constantly angry. They're angry about the Trump stuff. I've got phones lined up. I'll, I'll get to it. I got people on Twitter. We got to have Trump over to Santos. We know what Trump can do as a president and national leader. You mean lose 2020 and make himself look the fool in 2022? You have to ask yourself whether or not 2016 Trump is what voters want in 2024. That's a legit question to be asked. It, it, it really and, and truly is. You know, the, the argument is not me being never Trump because never Trump is completely insane. It was then, it was now. Uh, it, it is, however, wrong to think that what Trump's doing right now makes any sense whatsoever. Of course it doesn't. If you can't, den- if you can't accept that, if you want to deny that and tell me that what Trump's doing right now with these blasts about uh, uh, Yunkin and DeSantis makes sense, you're silly. And then I had someone tweet me that DeSantis has the blessing of the Bushes. Dude, you're going to compare DeSantis and say he's just like Jeb Bush. That is a non-argument that will go nowhere. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. But this is a story about Elon. Because there's a conversation of him go uh, filing bankruptcy for Twitter. You just spent $44 billion. How, how is it already bankrupt? How? Well, you're going to have some creditors. You're going to have some people who want to get paid. And he may be finding that Twitter really doesn't have that much uh, under the hood. It was all a scam. It was all bots. There's just no way to make money from this thing. Very, very possible. Now, I did... So, so we're clear. So we're all perfectly clear. Uh, I, I did uh, spend the eight dollars a month. I said I'd do it, and I and I and I did it. I did it yesterday, I think it was, and it wasn't really different because I was already verified, right? I'm already a verified person. But now it's like you're not verified based on them making sure that you're you. You're verified based on the idea that you spent eight dollars a month. And all right, that's that's kind of that's kind of weird. That that is a kind of, of of weird thing right there. All right, but that but that's what that is. And I moved on. Then I I thought I heard today that they got rid of it. I'm like, what the? What, then, then what did I what did I spend eight dollars a month on? Someone's like, ah, sucker. I said I'd try it. Someone out there bought new Coke. They feel like a sucker, but in their words, like you know, I just wanted to try the thing. I just wanted to try the thing, and uh, it turns out that uh, if I want a new Coke, I would just drink Pepsi. Give me back the regular Coke, if you would. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I don't know what's going to come. What I cannot understand is the level of outrageous anger towards 
Twitter and towards Elon Musk. It None of it makes any sense. None of it. There are people screaming about what he's doing and they hate what he's doing and they're screaming about it on Twitter. If, if you don't like it, you leave. I left for a good long time. Very, very little work on Twitter. Then Elon Musk took it over. I'm like, all right, I'll see what's going on here. I'll, 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 I'll see what it's all about. I want to know. I want to know what it's all about. I want to know whether or not this thing is 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 going to work. This this new Twitter, free speech. I mean, I've got people on Twitter screaming about the speech that they're allowing. Why? I spend a fair amount of time on social media hitting the mute button. You know what the mute button is? You know what the mute button? The mute button is when you're like, I. The last thing I want to do is hear from this weirdo. Mute, you haven't blocked them, but you don't see it show up in your feed. I feel no need to hear from freaks in my feed. I, 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 no, no problem with, with that. Well, Tony, you're just a, afraid of debate. Do you think Twitter is where you have debate? Twitter's an effing dumpster fire. Twitter's, Twitter's ridiculous. Why in the why would anybody think for a second that Twitter has something to offer that would 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 make you say my gosh I have to be there and actually engage with people every single day nobody looks at the trolls on Twitter and says oh boy is this great not a single rational person Twitter is a dumpster fire. Twitter is about the attack. Twitter is about destruction. That is that is all it's ever been. That's it. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two men enter. It has no other purpose. Except destroy, destroy, destroy. Finish him. There it is. And every now and then you can get a good laugh. Right? It's a little bit of smart, a little bit of good laugh, and of course, who wants to destroy whom? I just think people should be able to speak freely on the platform. I didn't say I had to listen to it. When I'm watching television and I see a damn fool come on the TV, I watch something else. That is the power that I have over someone's voice. I choose not to listen to it. People don't want to hear this radio show. They don't listen to it. But, of course, everybody listens to it because this show is awesome. That's the power. You don't have to listen to it. That power doesn't mean that the other person doesn't get to have the voice. That's what's important. And what others believe, and really those on the left believe, is that the other person shouldn't be allowed a voice. That's what makes them so rude, so abusive, so despicable, so low rent, and unworthy of your love and attention. Mute. Notice I don't take them off the platform. I'm just not going to listen to their crap. I don't, I don't owe it to anybody to listen to them. 
No one owes it to me to listen to this show. I have to earn it every single day. Every day, I have to earn it. That's exactly what I set out to do. People who think on Twitter that I have to listen to them is just just sad. Just absolutely sad. So you've got Elon Musk making these changes, trying to do things. He said he'd do some stupid things and see what's up. I honestly don't know what uh, what he's doing. I honestly don't know what he is doing. I don't know what his his plan is. I'm willing to wait it out. And if I find that it's no good, I'll, I'll, I'll leave. It's just that easy. I just don't know what everyone's getting worked up about. And I see some people are getting worked up about this whole uh, Jeb Bush thing. Oh, look, Jeb Bush says... Ron DeSantis would be a formidable candidate if the Florida governor ran in 2024. So what? It doesn't matter if Jeb Bush says that. That Jeb Bush endorses Ron DeSantis is meaningless. If I remember it correctly, it was David Duke who was okay with Trump. And people were like, how dare Trump? What do you mean? Trump didn't do anything. Some guy says they endorse. Does it matter? Now, all of a sudden, we're going to redo the rules. Well, it shows, Tony, that the establishment is behind Ron DeSantis. Dude. I Can you please? Can we please not embarrass ourselves here? It doesn't matter. What matters is how the voter feels about whether or not Trump is competent cogent and capable of running a disciplined race did you not just see these midterms there is something to be said about not being disciplined you can't get me to deny that when they talk about candidate quality that it's so clear that they're full of you know what because John Fetterman is not quality. Katie Hobbs is not quality. These are not quality people. It's very easy to tell. But if you want to talk about discipline, if you want to talk about focus, if you want to talk about connection, it is certainly possible to say that some of those Trump-endorsed people didn't have that. And that the polling certainly doesn't show the reality of where some people were on these subjects. You also fail in this in the recognition of Trump is exhausting and people are exhausted. And you want to be mad at them without recognizing it. That's some weird level of fetish, man. Trump's exhausting. And these last two missives that he sent out about Yunkin and DeSantis are beyond ridiculous. But don't worry, you've got people in your corner. Elise Stefanik has endorsed Trump already. And Matt Gates has got a piece in the Daily Caller, America needs Trump back in the White House. Let the fight begin, man. I think it was Matt Walsh who was uh, uh, talking about, uh, we need to have this debate, but we can't be having a big fight about this. Matt, Matt, why don't you... Um, Stop talking. 
of course we can have this fight. We're going to have this fight out in the open, in public. That's the way it's going to go down. Of course we're going to have this fight. We can't have this fight. Let people speak. Let them engage. Why in the world would we not have this fight, Matt Walsh? Because you don't like it? I don't give a damn what you like. You think anime is satanic. Sorry, we don't agree on everything. We shouldn't have gender transition surgeries for children. We agree on that. I'll take the win on what we agree on, and I'll look at you about the anime stuff and be like, man, you're one weird cat. Jeb Bush endorses Ron DeSantis, and therefore Ron DeSantis can't be trusted. You know that's a ridiculous argument. I'm totally laughing at you. But people are going to make the argument that Trump's tested. He can do this thing. Of course we need him back. So have the fight. I have made my statements before. You tell me Trump's the nominee going up against Joe Biden. I don't have to question Trump. You don't have to question it. I just don't know if he's going to be the nominee. Right now, I'd say no. So go the other way. DeSantis is the nominee. You going to vote for him? Or are you going to stay home? Trump goes third party. You going to vote for Trump? I got no problem with that. But just admit that your argument is you're infatuated with Trump in a very, very peculiar way, and you have no interest in actually taking the White House. You have an interest in showing your idol worship to the Donald. Can't someone believe that Ron DeSantis can win this and do a better job? You believe that Donald Trump can win this and do a better job? Some people are going to be no. This is the guy I think who could do it better. This is the guy who I think can do it better. Those people are, are all of a sudden establishment and, and they aren't good Americans. They're not patriots. Um, that's, a, that's a take. That's a take. But just like people have the right to speak, I don't have to listen to them. People have the right to support their candidates, and you don't have to agree with them. All of a sudden, if they vote for DeSantis, they're not real patriots? Is this going to be an argument? All right. Let's have it out in the open. Let's see whether or not we actually want to take the White House back from this progressivism that does such damage. Or not. I'm going to have a job either way, guys. I think. I don't know of all the country either way, but uh, I think I'll have a job until, of course, they tell me that I'm not allowed to do that. So all of a sudden, I'm the one guilty of misinformation. I'm having the most honest conversation in America right now. Taking on the subject that these people are, are too afraid to take on. I don't want to have this fight. Me, bring the fight. Bring the fight. It's the only way to figure this out. I'm Tony Katz. Okay, so so this happened. You know, I don't come into the, the studio much. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, I, I don't. I don't come into the studio. I haven't been here in, in, in well over a month. I just need to get something done, so I came in today. And in my, in my mailbox, in my mailbox, 
I got an invitation. The honor of your presence is requested at the wedding celebration of Alyssa Frege, F-R-E-I-J-E, and Alexandra Holbrook. Now, maybe I'm getting them in trouble by saying it on air, but what, what am I going to do? They sent me an invitation. And the wedding is 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 um, tomorrow. I won't say where. The wedding's tomorrow. Uh, I do not know who these people are. I have absolutely no clue who who uh, they, they are. Uh, all, all I know is I, I have an address. I know, I know where they're 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 getting uh, married. Um, do do I just show up? I mean, I, I, there's an RSVP. By the way, it's a beautiful invitation. Really, is well done. Uh, there's an RSVP thing here. I was supposed to RSVP by October first, so I, I missed it by that much. Um, do I do I just go to their registry because I have their registry, and just like like get them everything like do i do i do that and just have it like shipped to them do i just show up be like sorry i'm late what do i what what do i do what is what is the rule here if i get invited to a wedding that i don't rsvp to because i didn't get the invitation can i still go can someone help me with the rules does anybody know Alyssa and alexander because if you know Alyssa and alexander tell them like like what do i what do i do because I, I mean, I, I've, I've got plans that night, but I don't know. I think, I think I could rock a little afternoon wedding action. Will there be cigars? Do I have to bring my own? What about bourbon? Honestly, tell me what the catering situation is like, and we can, then we can figure this out. Uh, somehow they have to get in contact with me. Tony at TonyCats.com. Somebody knows them. Somebody knows that they did this. So I, what, I, what I need is uh. I, I, I need I need them to, to speak to me. Tony at TonyCats.com. I'm well, maybe. I may I may have plans this weekend, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's lovely though. That's a first. That's a first. I've never been invited to a wedding where I didn't know the people. So that's you go, right? You go. Don't you go? No, you don't go? I have to send them something though, don't I? I gotta I have to send them a gift. So is that it? They invite me, so I have to send them a gift? Someone says I should give them an autographed copy of Let's Go Bourbon. That's that's hilarious. I might just do that. Ah, two copies. Young kids deserve it. This is Tony Katz today. <laughs> so the Dow is down 32. NASDAQ is up over 200, and crypto is taking an amber herd on the bed. Is that, by the way, the acceptable way to say that? Can you say taking an amber herd, or is it a Johnny Depp? I didn't pay that much attention to the trial, but I think you know what I mean. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What I love about that joke is I'm going to get a call from my father and be like, what does that mean? Oh, that's going to be a wonderful explanation. That's going to be, that's just going to be fantastic right there. Tony Katz, as I said, good to be with you. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. So as this is happening, crypto has taken punches in the face. I have not, I don't even want to look. Uh, full disclosure, I do own cryptocurrency. I don't own enough to count. It's not uh, my entire retirement uh, fund. 
Um, and if I were to look right now, um, uh, this, this is not attractive. Not attractive at all in any way. One of the things that's been happening is a guy by the name of Sam Bankman-Fried has engaged in some pretty despicable stuff. He owns a company called FTX. And FTX is not his only company because he had started a company called Alameda. FTX was a place where people bought uh, crypto. And Alameda was a place engaging in investing in uh, very, some, some very speculative, risky places. He did both. And would take the dollars that people put into their accounts at FTX and hand them over to Alameda for investing. And that went to hell in a handbasket. Leaving the people at FTX without their money. Those people desperately tried to get their money out, but Sam Bankman freed. He was holding the money and saying, nope, no one can take their money out. Can't do it. Won't let you do it. He tried to make a deal with a company called Binance to solve his problems. Binance looked at the uh, financials and were like, yeah, we don't, we can't help with this. This is a mess. Today, Sam Bankman-Fried resigned as the CEO and FTX filed for bankruptcy. I discussed this yesterday with Leland Vittert over at News Nation. I do not make the argument that this guy did, did something wrong and nothing should happen. I say people can sue this guy from now until the end of time. The question before us is, Does anybody do their due diligence anymore? If everyone's just going to scream and yell for the idea of government regulation, government regulation, government regulation, what about the concepts of personal responsibility? Guys in this who who always get hurt. I I think about, though, the sort of the responsibility, and you make a great point about about how he ingratiated himself uh, throughout Washington uh, with money. Uh, Celebrity partnerships of FTX, Tom Brady, Giselle, Steph Curry, Aaron Jones, Trevor Lawrence. Sports partnerships, Miami Heat Arena, Monumental Sports, Golden State Warriors, Major League Baseball, Mercedes F1, uh, TSM Esports. Uh, Through all of this, um, at some point, do we just decide it's the Wild West and, hey, it's an ownership society, you're on your own? Uh, oh, very much. There should that should be uh, to an extent a guiding principle that it, it, right, the but, Wild but, West but, but, doesn't make Tony, the Tony, end if of I, time. If I walked, if I walked down to a bank, if I walked down to, to Chase and I put in uh, a deposit, uh, I put in my ten dollars. They can't go loan that ten dollars out and make speculative investments in an investment company that Jamie Dimon, all, the head of Chase, also runs, uh, and use my money as collateral in those in those investments. That that just you can't do that. So is that regulation okay, but we shouldn't regulate crypto companies? We're, I think you're going about it the, the, the wrong way. The argument is not whether or not someone should. In this case, it happened. It's the idea of did you ask what kind of investments they're going to utilize with your money? What is the responsibility of the person engaging the investment? There are many people who got into the world of crypto figuring it was Vegas, or they figured, well, it's all going up. It's just the thing to do. You got to get in. This is where the money is, baby. And they never once did any level of due diligence. What happened to the people who took 
took loans on houses, talk about the housing crisis, that they knew they couldn't afford. Why is it that they aren't held responsible? Why is it that we allow people like uh, President Biden to say, hey, you took a student loan, now you don't have to pay it back when other people did pay it back? Oh, too bad for you. There are times when people get hurt, even with all the rules at play, people have to be pretty much informed and they have to do their due diligence yeah. or they're going to get hurt as opposed to what's happening with the student loan issue where the people who paid back their loans got hurt anyway. I think it's a rational point. That is not to let this guy, Sam Bankman, freed off the hook. And by the way, what he did with his money, he was donating millions of dollars. I believe he had said he was going to donate a billion dollars to Democrats. And he was advising them on what? How to engage with regulation of the crypto markets. And he was taking people's money and in putting it into speculation, putting it into risky investments, and he lost it. Democrats have been scrambling, trying to figure out how they uh, deal with this crisis. It's, it's a thing. And it reminded me uh, of a conversation we had yesterday with Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, that there are people who will listen to something only on, on the surface and be like, oh, that's what it is. But it's not what it is. If we were to take a look at the inflation report, the inflation, oh, inflation's down year over year. Isn't that great? But it isn't the story when you take a look at the, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the CPI. You take a look at the CPI numbers and energy is up 17.6. Food is up 10.9. I mean, that's where that's where it's at. These numbers aren't in question. They're not in doubt. Food at home, year over year, is up 10.9. Food away from home is up 12.4. Gasoline is up 17.5. You want you want just the, the month uh, in, in October? Okay. Shelters up 0.8%. Transportation services are up 0.8%. Medical care is actually down 0.6. Fuel oil is up 4. Gasoline is up 4.4. People who want to look at the surface, like President Biden, aren't giving you the full story. What you need is the full story. I had this conversation with Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis yesterday. That target of 46 to 4.8%. It was Larry Summers, formerly uh, Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton, who says that in order to really crush inflation, the Fed should be taking a look at hiking numbers to 6% or higher. Is that a, a fear move? Or is that a, a realistic look considering the numbers that you're now delivering to us? I think six is on the high side, Tony, but I wouldn't be surprised if we go above five. 4.6, I think, is too conservative. Um, I think five is more realistic. The market has built in 4.6. The market has not built in five. So I think six is a little bit uh, pie in the sky, but I think the Fed will do it if they have to. It is... Watching this happen, 
right? We, we saw the last raise, which was three quarters of a point, and the market was getting kind of excited that future increases would be a smaller number. It's probably quarter point numbers, especially if you want to get to that 4.6. Is there a feel that the Fed will go quarter point now, month after month, if you will, or every six weeks, whatever the case may be? Or is there another three-quarter point jump in their future, and won't that send the market into insanity? Wait a second. You told us this would slow down. <laughs> Tony, okay. The Fed has said they're going to do 0.75 last month. They said they're going to do 0.5 two times more. I think the Fed's going to do exactly what they said. And you are correct. The market now believes, oh, 0.25 is coming, 0.25, 0.25. And when the Fed comes out and says uh, 0.5 again, people, they're going to cry. The market's going to crash. Stocks are going to drop. Tony, these people need to get off their addiction. They need to just let the Fed do their job. They need to stop getting overly excited, and the inflation will disappear in time. You, you, brought up, you brought up housing, sir, talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. And housing affects housing prices and housing affects uh, rents for people who – who can't afford to buy the house because the, the, the either that interest rate or right now issues with jobs and having that 20% down. Um, that means, of course, that rents go up, and that's what we're discussing here. But there comes a moment where the market prices out. There comes a moment where the, the, the market cannot bear a certain price to find the renter even though the the issues with housing continue. Does that create its own economic turmoil? It does, Tony. It does, but we still have a shortage of housing. You got to remember, you know, I always say, what are the two most important things in, the, in an individual's life? It's their food and their shelter. And again, if I'm taking the one month number annualized, food 7.2, shelter 9.6%. Those are massive increases, Tony, and the shortage continues. You think, I can tell you right now from my experience, I know people in the industry, I invest myself personally, there is, there is a lack of construction. Residential building permits down year over year in Indiana. The construction of new homes down in Indiana. Um, there's a shortage, and it's not going to increase because people can't get mortgages. They can't take loans for construction. It's too expensive to build a home. It's too expensive to build an apartment complex. So the shortage of homes will continue which means your cost of shelter will continue to go up. Yeah, so that's an interesting one to punch. You can't afford uh, the rent at a certain number, and you need more uh, supply in order to bring that number down, but people can't afford to build what there clearly is a market for. That's a, that's a strange moment. Tony, it is, it is a, like you call it, the one-two punch. That is exactly the right phrase. It is not, it is it's very painful. Very, very painful. That's Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. You got to dig. The only way you're going to get the data is if you dig. It's so important to remember. It's important to know that just what you're hearing on the top line is what somebody wants you to hear on the top line. You got to go deeper. You don't have another option. I'm Tony Katz. The broken clock, as they often say, is twi- is right uh, twice a day. They say that a broken clock, you see, because of the way the day goes, it's right uh, twice a day. Uh, that brings us to everybody's favorite broken clock, 
Joy Behar. I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. Like dumb. I'm smart. And I want respect. She, speaking on The View, said something that is absolutely positively true. In a loss. You know, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but oh, here she comes. But, <laughs> you know, on the one hand, you have a, a, a party that tries to, to try to save health care, that, that tries to save your right to vote, that tries to preserve your a, women, a woman's right, that tries to save the planet, and we still don't have a super majority. There is still half of this country is not paying attention to their own needs. Well, well and I think that they. She's right. There is half of the country not paying attention to their own needs. It's just not the half she's thinking of. This is how people feel across the country. The divide is very, very real. Half the country uh, is not paying attention to their own needs. Half the country doesn't know what's best for them. Half the country is downright stupid. I mean, you say it any way you choose... This is how people feel. This is what they believe. Half the country is fakakta crazy. It's what they think. They're not particularly wrong. What happens, though, is not the part two, the thing that happens on this show every day, the things that you uh, may, may be doing, which is, okay, you think the country needs these things, and I think the country needs these things. Shall we discuss it? It's a discussion that never, ever, ever comes to be. You think Joy Behar is having a discussion? Has there ever been a subject to which Joy Behar said, you know what, you have an interesting point. You know what, I have to look at that differently. No. You look at this party, as, as progressives do, Everything is perfect, and every new thing they can come up with is exactly the thing that has to happen in double and redoubled measure. No one ever says, wait a second. Wait a second. What? Wait, well, well, can we discuss this for a minute? Well, discussion, that is right out. If you want to discuss, you must be one of the fascists. You don't think that the political right wants health care? What a, what a silly thing to say. They just don't want it to be government-run because when it's government-run, it is simply not as effective. We've got the data. You want to utilize it in a simplistic measure. Oh, you don't care in healthcare. Uh, they, don't, they don't believe in the climate. The idea that people on the political right don't believe in clean air and clean water is so irrationally ignorant as to be believed. Just the statement in and of itself is, of course, irrational. They know it when they say it. We don't think we have to punish our existence for having clean air and clean water. That doesn't seem to make any sense to us. We proved that the hockey stick from Michael Mann talking about uh, all these massive rises in temperatures that Al Gore uh, simply can't get himself away from isn't particularly factual. Why can't that be a part of the conversation too? Half the country is not paying attention to their own needs. That's absolutely true. People telling you that we have to save the country, we have to save democracy, who also want to push the idea that you can't question the government official statement on COVID seems like a pretty weird stretch.
The broken clock and Joy Reid. I'd personally rather have the broken clock. So at least maybe you'd like to look at that. Oh, too soon? No, that's just rude. All right, fine. This is Tony Katz today.